Welcome to Rural Is Cool. This week, I chat with Ashley Denninger. Ashley is the owner and pharmacist at Plainview Pharmacy. We chat about Main Street businesses, being a busy mom and wife, and being an entrepreneur in a male-driven industry. This episode of Rural Is Cool is sponsored by Pierce County Economic Development. You can learn more at pcedne.com. If you enjoy our conversation, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Alrighty, good morning, Ashley. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. So I wanted to have you on to uh, chat a little bit. Susan Norris with Pierce County Economic Development introduced me to you. Yeah. You own the Plainview Pharmacy in Plainview, and you also help run another pharmacy, I think? Well, I am also the on-site pharmacist for CHI Health here in Plainview as well. Okay, excellent. Keeps you busy. It does. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you get to wear both hats, I guess, the, the retail community side, and then also you get in on the healthcare hospital side as well. Excellent. So t- tell us kind of your, your path to, to becoming a pharmacist. So that's not really a common thing people say they want to be when they grow up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Basically growing up um, my entire life, I thought I was going to be a doctor. And um, more specifically, I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician and got to be, you know, senior year and you start doing some job shadows and found out that that really wasn't what I was looking for. Um, It was just going to require a lot more time. I also knew that I always wanted to be a mom. And so I kind of had to take a step back and reevaluate my my decision to be a full fledged physician. And it was my mom, believe it or not, that said, Ashley, have you ever thought about being a pharmacist? And I kind of laughed at her because, you know, all the pharmacists that I had ever met in my life were men. And so in my head, it was, that's, that's a guy job. You know, girls, girls don't become pharmacists. Lo and behold, you know, fast forward and you get into the pharmacy program. There's more females in the program than there were males. And Yeah. So basically it was my mom that kind of steered me down the uh, pharmacy pathway. And that's where we, where we got to this point. So you grew up in Huntington, which is not a large community. No. How did that lead into you going to school and then pharmacy and then choosing to move back to a small town? The high school sweetheart is a, is a big (laughs) factor. I was dating a guy from Hardington as well. Um, I went up to SDSU or South Dakota State in Brookings, and that is where I did pharmacy school. I really, when I graduated from Hardington, I, I was ready for bigger, better, faster. You know, I just, I was done with the small town, actually, if you want me to be completely honest. It just was one of those things that, you know, you knew everybody in Hardington and you knew you know, everybody knew you and it was just, I was, I was ready to break away and got up to Brookings, loved Brookings. I mean, it's a community that's similar to, to Norfolk, I would say. So being a small town girl and going to a community like Norfolk versus something like Omaha or Kansas city, it was a good fit for, for my small town heart, you know? Fast forward a couple of years, engaged, get married, decide that you're going to have a family and kind of come to find out that small town living is actually really ideal for raising a family. 
and being close to our parents so that our kids could know their grandparents was a, another huge factor for me. So that's kind of how I fell back into, back into Northeast Nebraska. When I graduated from pharmacy school, I, I was living in Hardington again, but I was living, I was working in multiple cities. Um, I was a traveling pharmacist for a while. And so I was anywhere from Rapid City, South Dakota to Council Bluffs, Iowa, and quickly found out that that really wasn't all that great either being on the road that much. So I um, settled into Heidi and worked in between Vermilion and Yankton for, for a few years. But that's how I got back to back to Northeast Nebraska. So what kind of drive is from where you're at to Vermilion? From Hardington to Vermilion was a 35 mile drive. That's a heck of a commute when you live in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing 40 miles now. So. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness. So why did you choose to work in Plainview and own that pharmacy, yet you live in Hardington? So after Hy-Vee, I went to work for Stefan Drug, which is an independent pharmacy in Hardington. And I was working for Matt. I worked for Matt for about seven years. And once I kind of got into the swing of things of independent pharmacy, I knew that down the road, that is what I would want for myself, that I would want to own my own place, be my own boss, run my own pharmacy, be, be that person in the community that, that people are looking for and, and can rely on. And so with that being said, Matt was actually the one to propose to me. He said, Hey, I heard that Plainview's for sale. I know that it's, I know that it's a bit of a commute. He goes, but I just really think that it would be that you could do it. And, and Matt really, you know, he, he made it quite clear. He goes, I hate to lose you. You know, I hate to lose you as my, as my employee pharmacist, but he goes, I know that this is something that's been on your dream board and I think you should pursue it. And so um, I came over and I met with Bill and Mona, the previous owners, and uh, my husband came along with me and we, we toured the store and just like right off of the bat, we had such a great working relationship with Bill and Mona. We drove around Plainview and I could see that it was a very similar community to Hardington, about the same size, good families and, and good community feeling all together. And just really after that meeting, just had such a good vibe, you know, just, I mean, something else, you know, outside of our bodies that you can just feel that it's, it's going to be a good fit. So, yeah, I just, after that, we had multiple conversations and continued down the road to making the purchase. Let me back up just a little bit. What exactly is a traveling pharmacist? A traveling pharmacist is, I was licensed in three states. So Nebraska, Iowa, and South Dakota. So that means that I could practice pharmacy in any of those states. I was hired by Kmart that no longer exists. And they basically, I was what we call a PRN pharmacist. So an as-needed pharmacist. So in the Kmart stores themselves, if their pharmacist was going on vacation or had a baby or had to have surgery, I was the assigned pharmacist to go to those communities and cover cover those shifts. That sounds both fun and uh, a little intimidating. <laughs> um, yes, actually. Yeah, it is. It's both. I had worked for Kmart all through pharmacy school. And so I was familiar with the pharmacy setting, you know, just how that business model was to start with, but to go community to community was a little bit 
a little bit hairy. You know, you're going into these towns that really I had never been to. I'd never been to Aberdeen, South Dakota before until I was working there. I had never been to Council Bluffs, Iowa, you know, as far as like staying, you drive through these communities, but you never stay in them. And so, yeah, it was, it was an adventure. I mean, I, I'm so glad that I had that life experience. So in a small town, you know, your pharmacist, right? Like they know you. Exactly. And then, and and none of these communities that you've mentioned are, are, well, Council Bluffs is big, Aberdeen's mid-sized. Right. But I still feel like people would know, and then they walk up and they see you and they're like, who are you? Why are you touching my stuff? <laughs> um. Exactly. <laughs> I got a whole lot of, a whole lot of uh, let me talk to the pharmacist. <laughs> and it was like, here's my name badge. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I imagine working in that type of setting and then moving to just being a full-time employee at one mm-hmm. pharmacy was, was um, a huge relief. It was especially being back in my hometown, you know, like I, like I mentioned before, you know, everybody, you know, so you walk, somebody walks in the door and you can say, you know, congratulations on that new grandbaby or, Oh, you guys just bought a new house. That's awesome. You know, you can have, you can have a completely unrelated pharmacy conversation with almost every single person that walks in the door. And I just feel like that always adds a bit of more personality to to the experience. You know, it's not just, you know, walking in and okay, here's your medicine. This is how you take it. Here's the side effects. Sayonara. You know, it's just, I, I always have appreciated ever since leaving the retail, like the bigger box retail setting and being in the, the community independent pharmacy, I've always appreciated that much more personal level of conversation that you can have. Are there a lot of things that are different on the back end of that, that big box pharmacy versus um, what you do now at your, your single location pharmacy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when you are in the big box setting, you don't worry about the dollars and cents. Not at all. You don't have to. Your, your main mission is to dispense medications, to counsel patients, and continue on to the next one. When you're in an independent setting, those dollars and cents make a big difference. And so you really are, you really are watching the, the money that comes in the door and the money that goes out the door. Whereas, like I said, in the bigger box setting, they, they have more stores, they have more settings where they can kind of differentiate if there's a huge loss. Basically, the big box stores are able to, to move those losses away, whereas there's only one Plainview Family Pharmacy a loss is, is our loss, you know? And so that's probably the biggest, the biggest difference on the business side of things. But then, as I mentioned, you know, a whole personal setting is a major perk of, of independent pharmacy. You, you were talking about being able to manage the losses different in a big box versus your, your single location. Are you able to negotiate like the costs of the drug for you to then pass on to the consumer? as well as a single pharmacy as you are as the big box? Um, No, Um, obviously the big box stores have a lot more negotiating power because of the volume that they are able to purchase. It's, I mean, it's not any different than, you know, your mom and pop cafe versus IHOP because like an IHOP is able to purchase so much more. They're obviously going to get a better deal than a standalone store that has to try to get the best pricing that they can. But unfortunately, 
there's, there's different levels of purchasing power that come into play. And so you just do your best, do your best to offer the best that you can. So. And, and I think that the, having the personal relationship on top of all of that is, is probably the, the most important factor. I mean, that that's why my husband and I chose to move back to what I'm sure he thought in the beginning was the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, aside from the, the family piece of it is, is everywhere we go, we have that personal relationship, you know, whether yeah. it's the gas station or the grocery store, or the pharmacy or the lumber yard, or we know the people we have a conversation, like you said, that that's not just about the product or what we're there, you know? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that goes a long, long, long ways. So what are some of the differences, both good and bad, of being an employee versus being the business owner? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's so many different angles that you can approach this at. As an employee, I will say that I did not realize, as like I said, as the employee, I did not realize the amount of extras that went into owning the own pharmacy. Like I said, I felt like Matt did a fabulous job of kind of showing me the ropes, but I didn't, I didn't ever see as the employee, the late nights. I didn't see the, the worrying about when it was time to pay the wholesaler. You know, we're talking close to a hundred thousand dollars sometimes that you're, you see go out of your bank account overnight. That was a lot of it that like as the employee, but as an employee also, I felt like I was kind of becoming stagnant. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just had this overwhelming feeling that I was meant for more than being an employee pharmacist. So that was one of those things where, I mean, I felt like I had a lot of responsibility as the employee pharmacist. I felt very involved as the employee pharmacist, but becoming an owner and having some skin in the game and really having I mean, it completely falls on my shoulders now, whether we make it or break it, you know, (laughs) and I, I love it. And I hate it at the same time. You know, it's, it's kind of a a catch and go thing. Like I said, I have a a little bit more anxiety, got a little bit more stress on my plate. I put in a lot more hours than I ever did as an employee pharmacist An employee pharmacist, 40 hours, punch the clock in, punch the clock out. You're done. You know, now it's, 40 hours working as a pharmacist. And then it could be one to six hours after hours that, you know, you're putting in and making sure that the business is going, that you're getting paid for claims. You know, that's, there's a lot more that goes into it than what I had to worry about before, but I absolutely love, I love that level of, of commitment to the, to the store, to the community. And, um, really just, I feel like I I'm rare where I'm supposed to be. My, my next question was going to be, is it worth it? <laughs> I will never tell you that it hasn't been worth it. It has, it has overwhelmingly been a, a overall, a very, very positive experience for me. I just, like I said, I just, I feel like I have fallen where I'm supposed to be at. You know, I, when I was working for the big box stores, I was like, yeah, I I could see myself, you know, moving up in the ranks and maybe being a a district manager or something, something along those lines. 
And then, you know, when the opportunity came to work for Matt and see that side of pharmacy being independent and that vital part of the community, it just was a completely eye-opening experience that, okay, maybe this is actually where I'm supposed to be. Just there's, there's so many people that actually will come to their pharmacist first. And, and like you said, like that personal experience, you know, being able to go into the pharmacy and people can pull me off to the side and say, Ashley, look at this. Like, do do you think this is shingles or is this just a bug bite? You know? And so I feel like when people are able to come in and have that conversation with you, there's a whole nother, a whole nother level of community that has formed. That takes me kind of into one of the pieces I wanted to dive into like, so if somebody comes in and asks you that question, is this shingles or a bug bite? Yeah. You've probably seen them both. You can make yep. a judgment. Is that something I should ask my pharmacist? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look at it this way. It's a free counts- consultation, really. And we as pharmacists, we've gone through a lot of schooling and we've seen a lot of stuff. You know, there's, there's no doubt about it. But we've also learned when we can make a recommendation for an over-the-counter product. And when we say, you know what, I really think it's time to see a physician. It's just, it's kind of, it's, it can be a stepping stone for you. And to be able to go and and talk to a pharmacist and get somewhat of a medical background other than WebMD online, (laughs) dying from a bug bite. (laughs) Right. Uh, Side effects may cause death. Um... This episode of Rural is Cool is sponsored by Pierce County Economic Development. Pierce County Economic Development is striving to make the communities within their borders stronger for future generations. Whether you're a current business owner, an entrepreneur, a Nebraska native returning home, or considering a move, Pierce County Economic Development invites you to get to know Pierce County and Northeast Nebraska. Learn more at www.pcedne.com. What is kind of the the training path or the, how long do you go to school? What kind of stuff do you have to learn to, besides the obvious that this drug is, is made of the X, Y, and Z and compounding and things like that. What what are the the things that people might not think about? Like I would have never thought about uh, my pharmacist knowing some of that stuff. Yeah. So actually we, um, you kind of can go through a number of different paths as far as your schooling goes. I went to SDSU in Brookings, as I stated, and there they do what is called the accelerated program. And so they put eight years of education and trim it down to six. So it's kind of, it's definitely a grind. You know, I'm not going to say that it's not, but you're, for me, my experience, when I went through school, there were two years of pre-pharmacy program. And then you apply to apply to pharmacy school. In those first two years, it's a lot of chemistry. It's a lot of biology. Same classes that a medical doctor is going to take their first two years of college as well. And so right there is, is where, you know, we're kind of falling down the same path that way. Then I got into pharmacy school. So my third and fourth year were what they call the crossover years. So you're still considered an undergraduate but you've also started the professional program of pharmacy school. And in those years, it gets to be more chemistry based. So 
Chemistry is more of the pharmaceutical side of things, whereas biology, I would say, is more of the medical side. We still take biology classes in pharmacy school, but for the most part, it's every different type of chemistry that you can think of. Organic, mechanical, you know, every every aspect of chemistry, that's what we're studying. And then you get into the pharmaceuticals. So pharmacology, um, we also take uh, pharmacokinetics. So that's going to be how the drugs actually get broken down into the body and how they're absorbed and, and all of that business. But then we go on to learn what drugs are used for what disease states. Well, in order to, for us to understand that, we also have to learn the, the disease states as well. So then I feel like we kind of revert back to almost back to medical school. So ideally, I've told so many people this, you know, especially like high school students that are thinking about, you know, going down a medical path said, ideally, what would be perfect in a perfect world would be here's your physician that is going to look at your patient and is going to diagnose. And then they have a pharmacist right there on their right hand saying, okay, well, if that's what you diagnose now, me as the pharmacist, I'm going to say, this is what we're going to use to treat. And that would be in a perfect world. But of course it doesn't work that way. So, yeah, so I would say, you know, we get, we get a lot of medical training in the pharmacy program itself. Um, it's just that we become more of the drug expert instead of the actual disease diagnosis expert. Hmm. So that's good. That's just good to know. Like, I, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought about that, that it's so similar when you say it, it's like, well, yeah, it is, but I wouldn't have never yep. have thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are on main street of Plainview. Yep. Tell me about being a main street business. What, what's that like in a small town? Oh, it's, it's ideal. In my opinion, you are also a small business and you are surrounded by other small business owners. And I think the biggest thing is that there is so much relationship forming that happens because everybody kind of understands the struggle that you're going through. You know, in a town like Plainview, we are all competing to keep our residents shopping here in Plainview. And, you know, we're well aware that we're competing with communities that are 15 miles away, that are 30 miles away. I mean, we have a city that's 30 miles away that a lot of people could say, well, I'll just go to CVS for that instead of, you know, shopping your local pharmacy. But I feel like through, through that sense of community, we keep pushing each other forward and like, we can do this. We will make this and really do a good job of supporting each other. With Plainview being just 30 minutes from Norfolk, there's a lot of people that probably go to Norfolk every single day. How do you as your small business on Main Street of a small town stay relevant? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is forming those relationships and really doing my best to get to know the patient, get to know the patient's family. Do they have a dog? you know, and being able to offer that personal service. I don't think I'm, you know, making a great revelation here when I say that when you go to a CVS or you go to a Walgreens, you're just a number. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, hey, Deniger, you're ready. You know, it's not going to be like, hey, Ashley, how did Tayton's football game go the other day? Um, so I feel like Forming that bond with the patients, I feel is, is the first step. The other thing that I've really tried to do is have a presence on social media. When it's a holiday, I will post as Plainview Family Pharmacy on Facebook, happy 4th of July, or 
it was just 9-11. So we will always remember. And, you know, we just, we try to do fun little things like that too. I, we caught a little girl smelling the flowers outside of the pharmacy the other day. And I asked the mom, I was like, can I take a picture? Do you mind if I post it and just say, sometimes you just have to stop and smell the flowers, you know? And, and I think, I think people like that. I think they appreciate being able to have that sense of a relationship with a healthcare provider. And I think that is what keeps them coming in the door. So you're telling me that the pharmacists at CVS wouldn't do that? No. <laughs> I should say that they wouldn't. I mean, that, that might be crossing a line. I just don't know that they have time to do that. Right. That, that's something that I, I, a lot of people always talk about is, is the amount of time that you get in a small town versus what you get in the city. Right. Whether it right. be the number of people you see and that taking up all your time. So then you're spending your entire night doing the, all the other stuff or, you know, but you, you get a good work-life balance. Right. So how do you, how do you manage that with being a business owner? Cause in our, in our small towns, our kids aren't basketball players or football players or track athletes. They're all of it. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. I would say I, I rely tremendously, you know, on my staff. That's, that's a huge factor right there. As far as, you know, maintaining my life, family life of, of mom, wife, and business owner on top of it. So (laughs) the biggest thing is just being able to trying to find that good balance and being able to delegate And that was, that was a huge thing for me. I, I did not do the whole delegation thing very well in the beginning, but I've come to realize a few, a few months under my belt now. And it's just like, turns out that other people can do the things that I was trying to keep control of. And so, yeah. It's tough to let go of some of that stuff though. Cause it's like, I want it done my way. This is how I do It's the same end result. If somebody does it, they just might not do it my way. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes, 100%. <laughs> As my dad always says, Ashley, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Okay. <laughs> right, right. But you don't realize that until you have to like let go of some stuff. Yes. So what are some of the things that being a, a Main Street business has kind of opened your eyes to that, that maybe you didn't think about before? Um, probably the biggest thing would be being involved in the community. I think I went into this kind of ignorantly just saying, okay, I, yep. Now I own the pharmacy. I'm going to run a pharmacy business and that's what I got to do. Well, it's not, especially in a small community, like we are, it's absolutely vital that you make a presence for yourself in the community. It's no secret that I don't live here. I live 40 miles away in another community. And so I've just really done my best in order to make myself available to the community. I've become an active member with the chamber and I feel like that has taken up quite a bit more time as well. And the chamber just always is, is pushing forward to promote more businesses coming to town, helping to make sure that our small business owners succeed. And as I stated before that, that we're helping each other succeed. And so like I said, the, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I really hadn't thought that much about before owning the pharmacy on Main Street was 
being present in the community other than during operating hours. And being present is more than just having your name on the the congratulations you went to state ad in the paper. It's being involved in things like the chamber and helping the other businesses too. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, showing up to the events and and being there and and helping the community have successful events in their community has, I mean, it's been something that I've kind of discovered along the way, but I really, I really enjoy being that person too. So do you dress up as a clown during Plainview Clown Days? No, definitely (laughs) not. It's, yeah, I I can't say that I have a real love of clowns. You know, every time we drive by the clown museum, we're like, we've got to stop at that museum. And we never do, but it is on my, it's on my bucket list is go to that clown museum. Um, From what I've heard, I think it's great. Like I said, my fear of clowns has actually kept me from entering the, the front door. But from what I've heard from those that go to see it, it is, it's pretty intriguing. So <laughs> you'll have to check it out and let me know. <laughs> you know, that. That's one of the things that um, my husband and I have done a lot on, on road trips. Well, we went to a action figure toy museum. Okay. And it was, it looked like probably like an old supermarket. Like it was a big and it was floor to ceiling packed full of every single little, like little GI Joe and He-Man and Superman little action figure from your childhood. Like it was amazing. There was like a, a Barbie section and a superhero section and <laughs> It was kind of, it was, and I, and I could not find that again if my life depended on it. It was somewhere between here and Houston when we were driving back and forth a lot. Oh my God. But yeah. So our, our small towns have those, those fun things to offer. For <laughs> sure. The, yeah. You just, I feel like when, when I left Northeast Nebraska, it was just like, well, what, you know, people would ask you what's in Nebraska anyway. And you're kind of befuddled you're like, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right. Then you find these little gems and you're like, oh, well, you should check out this place. And oh, you should check out that place. And yeah, so it's, it's fun. My, my city friends are always like, so what do you do? I was like, well, I do the same things you do. I watch Netflix. I do the laundry. I cook. I <laughs> Yeah. But then, you know, the, the, the big thing for, for our small towns are like the sporting events and yes. our parades and our celebration days. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, there's a lot to be said for that too. Like our clown days festival is, is so fun. I mean, it is so great to see not only like the people that grew up in Plainview that maybe have moved away and they come back only for that weekend, whether it's an alumni party or just to see their family or whatever the case may be, but then you're also pulling in people from the other communities. You know, I, I think it's really cool when, when we're planning the date of clown days, for example we take into, take into effect. Okay. When does, when does Verdigree have their celebration? When does Pierce have their celebration? When does, when does Neely have their celebration? When does Creighton have theirs? And you make sure that you don't cross over on those dates because all those people from those communities come to your community for that event as well. And, you know, I don't know that you get that sense of like I said, sense of community, sense of friendship and relationships when you're in the city like that. So that is such a, an awesome and, and great thing that we have going for us in our, in our podunk little communities. (laughs) (laughs) So outside of working 
a lot. <laughs> what what type of uh, activities do you do? You, do? You, you mentioned you had kids. I do. Yeah, I have three kids and they're all in elementary school. And so we are at the point where my oldest is in little league football. So we're on a, a traveling football team. And my two girls that are younger, they're in gymnastics. And so we're chasing them around for those sorts of things. Outside of, you know, my kids, uh, my husband and I, we, we enjoy to hunt. We enjoy fishing. We like to go just for rides on our, our side-by-side. You know, we're, we're kind of country. You know, we <laughs> live in town, but we're kind of country bumpkins. And golf, golf is probably my number one sport that I enjoy. You know, I had forgotten how big golf was in our small towns uh, <laughs> until I got back. And we live a couple miles from the Summerlin Golf Course. And on men's night, you can hear the announcers from, from sitting outside our house. And it's like, oh, it really? goes, it's like, it's like a big deal. And I, for, I forget about the, I forgot about things like that. Yes. But 20 years in the city, you'll do that. You, you, you kind of push some of that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you grew up in the small town, went to a bigger town for college, came back to small town and chose to own your business in a small town. Mm -hmm. What types of things would you maybe tell somebody else who is, is thinking either move into their, move into a small town or move into a city, right? Like they, they have those options in front of them. What would you tell them about moving to a small town? Um, as far as a pros and cons list, it is to me, it's amazing the, the power of a pros and cons list. And you just kind of have to sit back and decide what, what you want for yourself. What is important to you? What do you think is going to be important to you in the next five, 10 years? And, you know, like I, like I said, being able to raise my family near their grandparents has been such a tremendous a tremendous thing for me. And knowing so many people, I feel like when I was in the city, yeah, I had my, I had my circle of friends, but that's a pretty small community when you compare it to coming back to your small community. And now, you know, a thousand people and it's just those, the, the pros and cons of each thing, obviously you're giving up all the amenities that a city has to offer. You want to go out to eat for Asian guess what? Drive a couple miles. Boom. You have Asian. When you live in rural Nebraska, you're going to be driving off more than a few miles to go find Asian food. Right. <laughs> but you just kind of have to, there's, there's going to be pros and cons no matter what you decide to do. And I think the biggest benefit of small town is, is just that the sense of community, being surrounded by people that know you and love you and just, they're going to have your back no matter what. And it's, it's hard to say, you know, um, when it's time, when, when it's time to fight, when there's a tragedy or when you're struggling, you know, that there's going to be people that are going to be there to help you and get you back on your feet. And I'm not sure that you would for sure get that in a city, owning an independent pharmacy, for example, in a city. Okay. Let's say that this Plainview family pharmacy is in Houston, Texas, for example. Okay. Well, there happens to be a Walgreens and a CVS that comes up on the other two corners where I'm at and who's going to be there to make sure that you're going to make it. 
we just had a city council meeting in Plainview that a big decision had to be made that would have affected a lot of our small businesses, but primarily our grocery store and the pharmacy here in town. And to hear the number of people stand up and say, we have got to save our pharmacy. We have got to save our grocery store. And we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that they survive. That was such an overwhelming feeling of um, being accepted, first of all. You know, like I said, I, I don't live in Plainview and I didn't know going into buying a pharmacy in Plainview how well I was going to be accepted into the community. But getting up and hearing all those people talk about how much they appreciate having me here and having a pharmacy in their community, that is, that would probably be night and day difference versus if I was in Houston. If something like that had happened, to an independent pharmacy in Houston and be like, oh, tough break, close your doors, you know? <laughs> right, and, and you know, that that's something that I'm super proud for you guys for getting a crowd out there to stand up for your, your small businesses. Yeah. A lot of people take for granted the businesses that they have, right? Right. There are so many, my, my closest pharmacy is, gosh, at least 20 miles in any direction. Oh, really? I'm lucky all three communities around me have a grocery store, but there's so many small towns that don't even have a grocery store anymore. Yeah. So it, it, it warms my heart to know that, that your community came out to support you and, and the other main street businesses. And, and like you said, I don't know that that's something that would happen in a city is, is people would, would care enough about that one store to go to, to the, the city council meeting and, and voice their opinion. Right. To rally around you, you know, I mean, raise up arms and let's go, you know? <laughs> right. If there's anything we're good at in small towns, it's, it's getting together for, for a common, a common goal. <laughs> Absolutely. There, there is no doubt about it. And as long as you keep that, keep that perspective going, where, where do we want to see our community in 10, in 10 years? And what do we want to have? And do we want to be vital? Do we want to still be living and, and going strong and, hopefully have better opportunities than what we had 10 years prior to that. That's, that's, I just can't say enough about small town living that way. You know, that, that's one of my goals in, in doing this is to meet as many people as I can to help figure out how we can keep our small towns alive and relevant. Yeah. More and more, my, my school my hometown school recently combined with two communities around them. Okay. So each, all three of those communities no longer have a, a school in their town. And I, I foresee that happening in a lot of other places. I know a few years back, Plainview looked at consolidating with all of Pierce County, I think it was, or something like, it, it was five communities right around there. It was, yeah. I want to say there was a number of them. Like it might've been like Wausau, Osmond, Plainview Creighton maybe or something. yeah something like that and you know each of those towns would have lost their school at some point right. so we all have to think like you said those 10 years down the road rather than the 10 years behind us right how, how can we keep going knowing that some of this stuff's going to fall off other things are going to pop up but how do we keep our momentum yes Yes. I kind of derailed there. Um, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but I, I really in, in, enjoy uh, chatting with you. Where, where if somebody wanted to find you online, could they find you? Plainviewpharmacyrx.com is the website. 
And otherwise we have a presence on Facebook. So you can just find us at Plainview Family Pharmacy on Facebook. And otherwise just give me a jingle at the pharmacy. Alrighty. Well, I certainly appreciate your time. I will let you go back to being a, a busy pharmacist and a <laughs> business owner, chamber member, mom. Um, you wear a lot yeah. of hats. <laughs> well, thank you. No, I've, I've really appreciated this. And, and thanks for asking me to be a part of it. All righty. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of World is Cool. There are many more great conversations to come. Hitting the subscribe or follow button will help make sure you don't miss any. If there's someone you think I should talk to, send me an email at worldiscoolpod at gmail.com. I truly enjoy meeting rural people and helping tell their stories. This episode was produced by Brian Ferris. The artwork is by Casey Schott. Do me a favor and be sure to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This helps more people like you find us. Until next time, remember, rural is cool.